Hi und herzlich willkommen to my podcast show, A German Girl in Hollywood. My name is Viola Sator and I'm a German-born actress living in sunny Los Angeles, California. Within this podcast, I'll be talking about all sorts of stuff that can happen to a German girl in Hollywood on her way to becoming a steady working actress, a happy human being, and most importantly, the woman I want to be. So thanks for listening and stay tuned. So here I am. It's November 24th of 2011, Thanksgiving, and I'm recording the podcast I wrote on the 22nd, a podcast that I didn't think I would write, at least not that early into my production. This one is going to be a bit different from the ones I have written and produced so far, and I have asked myself many times if this would fit into the concept I've been developing asked myself if this is wanted and needed, asked myself if I might lose the listeners I have accumulated so far. And then I realized that this podcast was never supposed to be something specific within a stiff frame because that would not be me. This podcast is also not about getting acceptance. This podcast is about my life here and unfortunately the, the following subject matter has been part of that life way too often lately. But it is what it is, and I'm doing this for myself and for all the people who want to listen. Sometimes we might laugh, and sometimes we might cry. Simple as that. I also remembered something that I might have mentioned before. And for those out there who need a justification for this episode, here it comes. The story that wants and needs to be told will always find a way to be told, despite of all the preparation and concepts one might have had in one's mind. The artist is the medium. So due to current and recent events in my life, here it goes. On November the 22nd of 2011, at almost 10.22 p.m., I was caught somewhere between being numb and struck by grief and pain because the night before, another person I cared about died. Today would be Bobby Donner's birthday. This is the second time he's not going to be around for that. It all started with a cigarette outside of the musical school we were just about to attend together. He asked me, Hey, sorry, can I bum a cigarette off of you? <laughs> we instantly fell in love with each other. We have been friends ever since, being the biggest fans and cheerleaders for each other's lives and artistic careers. Bobby had a voice like velvet, and he was lucky enough to, to be able to find his very own and unique style. A gift so pure and yet so haunted. I thought he's gonna be a big star. Well, for me he already was. I was on Facebook when Bobby's mother contacted me telling me that Bobby had suffered a sudden heart attack in Bangkok where he was having a four-day layover after visiting his best friend and our common friend Karim in Australia. She said that he was in a coma. I had just chatted with him two days earlier. Bobby passed away on March 8th. 2010. Did you know that I still think about how we carried the huge washing machine upstairs to your new apartment, peeing our pants because we laughed so hard? Did you know that you fly with me every time I go on a plane? You're either sitting on the nose or on the wing of the plane, like waving your hat around and shouting, let's go, let's go. Did you know that sometimes I'm scared that I'll let you down? Bobby was 33. 
On October 26 of 2011, they had a memorial brunch at the Red Lion, a German restaurant where I used to work for two and a half years when I first came out here. They had a memorial brunch because one year earlier, Ashley Hoffman took her life. Were Ashley and I close? No, you probably wouldn't say that, but um, we were co-workers, and even though we didn't hang out outside of work, we did have our little moments together. The last time I actually saw Ashley, I went to the Red Line to pick something up, and there she was, working at the downstairs bar in her pretty dirndl. She was as alive and quirky as always, but something was different this time. She seemed more... She seemed more content. She told me that she had just gotten married a few months earlier, and I congratulated her. She seemed happy. Later on, I found out that she started suffering from a rare stomach disease that gave her a really hard time. I found out about Ashley's passing because a common friend posted something on Facebook. I think I was in shock for about three days. Did you know that I was always curious about your writing that everyone called genius? Did you know that I sometimes envied you for your carefreeness and your spunk? Did you know that I regret not having gone to Sarah's karaoke birthday party to hear you sing Midnight Train to Georgia one last time? Ashley was 29. Seku Hamilton, a Virgo-born all-around talent, a writer, a producer, and a script coordinator for TV shows. You could tell him about an idea, and about an hour later, he would email you the whole treatment. Seku, 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 the good guy who always wanted to help. I met him through my friend Amy. She told me to contact him so that he could be helping me out with getting my SAG vouchers together. In case anybody ever wondered how I actually ended up getting them. It was Seku who put me on the TV show he was working on, and thanks to him I became a SAG member right after that. Amy was the one contacting me about Seku's passing. She caught me completely off guard. We didn't know at first if he died of natural causes or if he helped himself to dying. Amy was going nuts over that. Two or three nights after we had found out, I sat in front of my heater and I heard his voice, his beautiful, deep, full voice, telling me to let Amy know that he didn't kill himself. Sounds crazy? Yeah, tell me about it. Turns out it was a heart failure. Did you know that I really enjoyed our unplanned dinner on the bench outside of Gingergrass on Amy's birthday? Did you know that I think about you every time I pass by that place? Did you know that I always appreciated seeing your cute face? Seku died on February 4th, 2011. He was 37. David Mack was killed on his way home from work when a drunk driver crashed into his white-green motorcycle in downtown Los Angeles at around 2 a.m. in the morning on November 21st. 2011. David was a stunning and beautiful young man, inside and out. He was working as a security guard at the bar where I work. He was saving up money for school to become an EMT paramedic. He was the kind of guy who would give a $20 bill to a homeless person as if it was nothing. Always worried about hurting anybody, even when he got punched first. He wanted to save lives so badly and yet his own life couldn't be saved. I was at a movie screening getting ready to do some industry schmoozing when my friend and co-worker Brent called me to let me know about David's passing. 
Did you know that last night would be the last time we would smile at each other? Did you know that last night would be the last time we let another chance pass by? Did you know that last night you would take your last breath? David was only 25. Yes, death is part of life, but these four people died way too young, if you ask me. These four people left a void in a lot of people's lives and hearts. They sure left a void within me. Every single one of them, special and unique in their own way. Every single one of them ripped out of their lives so sudden. But every single one of them moved me in a certain way and taught me something when they were alive and after they had passed. Thank you, Bobby, for making me laugh like no one else could. And thank you for teaching me how to have a party and take life as it comes. Ashley, thank you for not taking me too seriously when I got upset about dirty glasses behind the bar during shift change. Oh, you are so damn right. There are way more important things in life than dirty dishes. Thank you, Seku, for your help and believing that I'm worth the effort that you put into me for getting my SAG vouchers together. And thank you for being the friendly face at all the parties and events. Thank you, David, for looking and smiling at me the way you did. For making me feel pretty and special. And thank you for teaching me that thinking we have all the time in the world to get there isn't always true. All of you taught me that life is fragile and can be short and that one should always make the best of every day and be true to oneself. Thank all of you for reminding me and the whole world that one should never give up and always follow one's dream, and, and that sometimes bold choices are better than giving into fear and ducking down. Thank you for teaching me to appreciate the moment and what I have right now, and not to be on the constant run for more. Thank you for letting me know that I am the one who can change my life at any given time. I raise my glass to all of you. I raise my glass to life.
In the upcoming episode, you're gonna hear some of this. I was just standing half naked on a hilltop. Mickey also takes nude pictures. And some of that. I pretty much have a broomstick up my ass when it comes to getting naked in front of other people. Oh, screw the non-fishing part. 